This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! This is the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are back at you with a brand new episode today, episode number 49. If you're listening, you can find us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean.com as well. So welcome back to the show. We are in the midst of an NFL offseason and some crazy things happening today already. Not too many of them Bucks related, but the time has come. The uh, the thinning out of the roster is on its way, and we're excited to talk to you about it. So if you're new around here, I am your host, Rhett. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Bucks Football, Evan. Evan, how are you doing today, man, as we jump into this thing? Doing quite well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing really good. You know... Around this time of year, uh, at the off season, every single year, it, it seems like it just it, as soon as the season over, as soon as that sixteenth game, you know, the clock strikes zero, you're just like, all right, here we go. It's going to be the longest eight months of my life before we get to watch this team, and we're already a couple months into it. Not a lot of exciting things have happened aside from bringing in one of the best damn head coaches in the game, but. You know, typically it takes a long time. We're kind of flying through this thing. I mean, we're getting there. It almost seems like the the draft is coming up here in just a few months. Um, what, like two months out? Uh, yeah, April twenty fifth, I believe, is the first round. So, and the NFL offseason always being notorious for just being ridiculously long. But uh, wanted to ask you about something we've got going on: a new football league, the Alliance of American Football, or is it the? The American Alliance of Football. It's one of those two, right? I think it's the Alliance of American Football. The AAF has just recently started. Orlando has a team. Uh, week one came and went. Orlando beat Atlanta 40-6. to Did you watch any of those games? Uh, I couldn't watch the Orlando game. Uh, I wish I could because I'm an Orlando fan. Uh, go Apollos. I, just, I ordered a shirt the other day, actually. <laughs> um, and... Uh, no, because where I where I'm at in PA, they got uh, the San Antonio and San Diego game. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, I heard the ratings were killer, but listen, guys, I, I just wanted to take a second and talk about this. Not only go Orlando, right? I mean, that was a great game. Steve mm-hmm. Spurrier, the head ball coach, back out there doing his thing. He looks old as he hobbles up and down the sideline, but he's still able to get it done. Got a lot of former talent, some former Bucks playing in the AAF. A lot of former NFL players. Uh, Trent Richardson, the first legally blind man to play in the NCAA, NFL, and the AAF. So congratulations to him. (laughs) But this is fun football, man. Um, I I think it's really going to help this offseason go by a lot faster. And just being able to watch football every weekend because they play, what, two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, uh, eight teams in total in the league. If you just watch it for what it is, which is basically the NFL G League. Yeah. Uh, if you watch it for what it is, you can just enjoy it. 
and it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is. I want to try and make it out to an Orlando game before the end of the year. I know they've got uh, Memphis at home. I don't know if I don't think that's next week, but it's the week after. Yeah, they try have, and make that one this week. They have um, they're in San Antonio. They play on Sunday, at like four, I think. Okay. So yeah, but I mean, it definitely is fun football, and and yeah. like you said. Um, anybody who wants to watch it, don't go in there expecting to watch NFL football because <laughs> the pl- the players aren't aren't NFL caliber, and the the rules are different. It's 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 just different, you know. Yeah, it um, is. They've got. Some... I I was impressed with it because I sort of felt my fear was that it was going to have that fourth preseason game vibe, to where the fourth the preseason sloppy. game is. Somebody wins nine to three, and it's just it's yeah it's bad football. Right. This was I mean it wasn't the best football, but it was entertaining. Well, here's the thing too is that watching the Orlando game, you know, sitting down, I didn't know what to expect it at all. I wasn't expecting NFL caliber football. I wasn't expecting boring football, but I just truly didn't know what to expect because. You know, truly and honestly, aside from the arena leagues, I can't remember the last time we've actually had a league that, not competition to the NFL in any way whatsoever. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure the AAF already has affiliate teams with the leagues. But just, I don't know, football of a comparable level that isn't college. Like, it's technically professional football, but it's just, it's G League. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 a, it's a little step above college. Um, a little bit just because these guys are um, guys that that were successful in college, which just aren't as successful in the NFL. Yeah. Um. So it's a little bit of a step above there. Obviously, not. It's not too much, you know. Uh, I do think Alabama or you know one of those powerhouses could probably beat an AAF team. <laughs> um, I I don't care what anybody says though. Nobody is is gonna beat. No college team will ever beat a professional team in any sport. I don't care what you say. All right. Um, <laughs> I a lot of people always the joke was that Alabama could beat the Browns all those years. No, nah, man. because the Browns are losing to professionals. That they, there's a difference. Exactly. Like well, the, the Browns are all professional football players. It's it doesn't compare. It, um, but yeah, l- like you said though, fun football. Uh, should definitely, I will definitely watch again. You guys should tune in if you haven't already. Yeah. Go Apollos. And and watching that Orlando game, um, at the beginning of the game, I didn't know what to expect. First drive, team takes the field. Three straight incompletions. Well, it was raining, right? So the, the conditions weren't the best. It sprinkling. And I mean, two of the throws were pretty awful. Um, so at first, I was just like, oh, this is going to be a long three and a half hours. Um, and then I go outside on the porch for 10 minutes, come back in, and the Apollos are up by, like, five scores. So, like Evan said, like I said, um, the AAF, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do, man. Uh, if you just want to watch some football, sit back on the weekends and reminisce until the NFL comes back around. It's the perfect way to do it. And the next year and we get to do it all again with the XFL. And the AAF, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But and, and you don't have to like it. Just well, <laughs> what we're telling is, is that if you haven't watched it already, just give it a shot. You know, I it's it, that's what I'm basically saying. It, it's worth a shot. And definitely. And, I mean, I don't know about you. Um, it's not going to be hard to get me to agree uh, to have football 12 months out of the year. I mean, I'm a big football fan. I'm, I imagine everyone listening to this show is. 
so if you haven't checked it out and you really want to get that itch scratched, the AAF is here to do that for you. But let's jump in to our pewter pirates because this is a Bucks podcast and not an Orlando uh, podcast. You were listening we, to the Cannon. Wait, Fire so podcast. we got to talk about the Bucks? Yeah, man. Well, the well, the Bucks went five and eleven, and <laughs> the Apollos won their game by yeah, thirty-four. Yeah, the Apollos. So. The Apollos beat Atlanta forty to six. So yeah. Let's talk you know about what? no 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 let's just talk about them. That I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the 5 and 11 bucks. So this is the time of the year where the uh free agency hasn't officially started, but moves are being made. Names are being thrown around and we've already seen a lot of things happen. You know what we saw happen in the past 48 hours? We saw Antonio Brown turn his back on the Steelers and say that he has bigger needs. So uh, Antonio Brown has officially requested a trade from Pittsburgh. And apparently all Bucks fans want think he's coming to the Bucs. I, I, I don't know why they swear up and down he's get, coming get, here. Get ready. I really don't. I really don't. But anyways, Joe Flacco, the elite Joe Flacco. <laughs> Who was also I someone. Even, I can't even say that wanted, with a straight face. Fans wanted to kick James Winston to the curve and get this guy. Joe Flacco. In a trade with Denver, sent packing. I, from what I saw, it was a mid-round pick, right? It was a fourth, yeah. Okay. A fourth-round pick for Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's not elite by any standards, but this man won a Joe Super Flacco's Bowl. not even good by any standards. Oh, man. I hope he goes and balls out in Denver. I hope he wins three Super Bowls and J- John Elway becomes, like, the best, uh, the best team manager of all time. Uh. That's what needs to happen. So we've had a lot of crazy things happen, and one of the names that we've seen being tossed around, especially the Bucks organization, is kicker Matt Bryant. I mean, Falcons released him. How old is he? 43. 43 years old. No, 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 he's three years old. He's three years old? Yes. Three, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The Falcons released their kicker. Um, keep in mind, this is the same it's, Matt It's a Bryant. Wednesday, man. I got to brighten the mood. <laughs> the, it, this is the same Matt Bryant that 10 years ago, when the Bucks released, started the kicker curse. Tell me a kicker that we've had, aside from Patrick Murray and Connor Barth, who you can remember as a successful addition to the Bucks football team at the kicking position. Kyra you Santos. Can't. You can't. Kyra Santos. He, he wasn't, wasn't horrible. He wasn't horrible, but he wasn't automatic. And that's what I want to say I, about well, Matt Pat Murray Bryant. wasn't automatic. I'm a big Pat Murray guy, but I don't know. Santos and Murray are pretty close. Uh, Connor Barth Connor Barth was better than both, yes. Yes. And and it's a shame that Connor Barth got injured. But is that pretty much ended it for, for Connor Barth. But um Yeah, I mean, and it's also the Matt Bryant that uh Bucks fans should remember the last snap of the 2017-2018 or 2018-2019 season was Matt Bryant draining a field goal to beat the Bucks, And then earlier in the year, it was a Matt Bryant, I believe, 55-yard field goal, 57-yard field goal to basically end the game because that made it two scores. And then he injured the himself doing it. Yeah, and he injured himself and then came back. He so. kicked the crap out of the Bucks so hard that he had to go back to the locker room and rehab his leg. <laughs> I didn't expect him to get cut. I, I This was kind of a surprise to me. I didn't. Um, but the reason he's being talked about so much in Tampa is because he has already said that he kind of wants to stay in the NFC South. 
Um, his wife has been all over Twitter, and she's just been dropping hints everywhere. I know that doesn't have to mean anything. But like I mean, Nico Grimes? Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> let's not even open up that can of worms here. So his wife has been all over Twitter. They brought up that they still have a home in Tampa. They've had a home in Tampa the past three years. They love this place. It makes sense. Keith Armstrong, our new special teams coach, was special teams coach of Atlanta. Same time Matt Bryant was kicking there. It makes too much sense to not have him back here in Tampa. He's old. He can probably only play for three more seasons. Tops. I mean, shit, if he feels like going on for more, I'm cool with that. He's old, but he's automatic, dude. Everything that he missed last year was forgivable. Did he miss anything last year? He missed one field goal, I believe. He he attempted 22 and made 21. And I, don't, I don't think he missed any extra points. The guy's automatic. We need to bring him back because he's automatic, and we need to bring him back so we can finally bring this whole curse thing full circle. And when he retires as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, the curse will be lifted. And every single kicker... Actually, what will happen is the year that Matt Bryant retires as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, we'll draft a kicker in the second round. Mm. That's what will happen. And then he'll be um, the first ever. He'll, he'll start kicking barefoot again. You ever hear the stories of the guys back <laughs> yeah, in the 70s yeah, and 80s? Yeah. He'll bring back a new wave of kicker. Yeah. It'll start uh, in Tampa. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the, the, the Matt Bryant to Tampa speculation isn't just because of his wife, though, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, there's been reports of Vaughn McClure, who's a Falcons uh, reporter for ESPN, has been pretty plugged in with Bryant. And uh, he said that the Bucks are expected to have interest. Now, uh, I've heard a lot of people, well, why haven't they signed him already if they were so interested? They can't because it says the Falcons have not released Matt Bryant. What the Falcons did was they declined his option, which uh. will make him a free agent. He is not a free agent right now. He can't sign with any team. Free agency so they, begins in March. March 13th. March 13th, he can sign anywhere he wants. Um, but, yeah, as of now, he cannot sign because he is not. They just declined the option. Um, so he has to wait. But uh, he said Vaughn McClure, who's pretty obviously plugged in with the Falcons, any FC South in general, said that the Bucks are expected to have interest. And also, a few days ago, he said that he talked to Matt Bryant, and Matt Bryant believes that the Bucks are a real option um, when free agency opens up. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, personally, uh, not to get your guys' hopes up or anything, I do think it happens. I, I think Matt Bryant comes back um, to the Bucks if the, if the salaries match. If he's not asking for you know um, an outrageous number, like you know, like outrageous number, I mean like probably like five million a year that's for a kicker i wouldn't oh, pay man. any kicker five mil a year um so <laughs> i mean apparently you know, kwan's only good enough to get what five mil for a one-year prove it deal according to some people oh oh okay all right chill um we're, we're, we're all right this is the the throwing shots podcast <laughs> um wow um just any, discussing anyway. different uh, different points of view that's all well, all right. Uh, at least we're not screaming and, and, and cursing. Because no, that's all. No, no need to get on anybody's bad side. Let's move okay. on. <laughs> um, <you laughs> get know, ourselves uh, in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, you started it, so um, <laughs> d- d- don't put it on me. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. The person will probably come to you. Hey, are you talking garbage? No, that yeah, was my co-host. Yeah, yeah that was him. Um, 
anyways, uh, yeah, Matt Bryan, um, yeah, if the salaries match, I, I think it's a match. I, I do. It's uh, the Keith Armstrong thing. Uh, the Bucks are in win-now mode, folks. I, I know it, it sounds crazy to, to say that the, the 5-11 and 11 Bucks, the team that has the top five pick, is now in, in, in win-now mode. I, I know, right? But they are. That's that's why you hire that guy like Bruce Arians. If Bruce Arians didn't think this talent, the the, the roster uh, could win, he wouldn't have came to Tampa. He would have stayed retired in his comfy job at CBS. He he wouldn't have he wouldn't have come back. So they or believe they have the talent. Cleveland. I mean, maybe. Um, I, I I don't think that Cleveland stuff was was all there. Um, to be honest with you, I, I feel like. Um, I, I, just a report I just to get people talking. Yeah. No, I got um, you. 100%. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just think that, yeah, I, I think it's it's a real possibility. I think I think it'll happen. And hopefully it solidifies. Now, there is some concerns, right? I mean, there, there definitely is some concerns because of, like you said, he's 43 years old. Um, he at, now has some injury history. So it's not a, a slam dunk like, oh, man, we got this guy. He's going to be our guy. You know, it's so... Uh, the Bucks do like Caro Santos. They they want to bring him back. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, maybe if if I were the Bucks, I would sign Matt Bryant and then I would sign Caro Santos. Let them battle it out in camp. Uh, I know they just signed a German kicker, Philip Anderson, or whatever. Um, he's not a, a legit candidate to to win the job unless he comes in and just absolutely lights the world on fire. But. Yeah, I mean, moving on, this is the most time we spent on a kicker, but you only yeah. do that in Tampa Bay. So. Um, in the offseason as well. Um, yeah, well, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think Matt Bryant uh, to, to Tampa is a match. So definitely keep yours open. This is the time of year where moves are going to be made. Um, between now and March 13th, I'm sure we'll have an answer, and uh, we'll talk about it for you here on the show whenever we find out. But let's move on to some more Bucks news. Um, Buccaneers released... Defensive end, Vinny Curry. With the move, the Bucks save around $8 million in cap space. He was owed 8 mil next year. Um, I believe his final stats on the year were two and a half sacks and like 16 solo tackles. So, you know, he was kind of exposed here in Tampa. He was okay in Philly. Brought him to Tampa with guys like Carl Nassib and JPP pretty much carrying the load. I think they brought out the bad in Vinny Curry. And we well, saw the, that, and Bucks the are problem on. was the problem was that Carl Nassib beat Vinny Curry out, like right, like, like the and and I shouldn't say beat out because the the thing that sucks is that Vinny's a great dude, fantastic guy, uh, fantastic football player. He's he's a really good, solid football player. Not for eight million dollars a year, though. That, you know, it, if, yeah. if 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 he was on a, a cheaper contract, the Bucks would have kept him. Yes, because he is somebody that, that you like to have around. Um, he's a good leader in the locker room. Uh, but the the thing that sucks is he just got hit with some bad luck. He got injured. Carl Nassim started playing, started playing well. And when he came back, there was no reason to put Vinny Curry back in there. Vinny Curry missed, I believe, four or five games or so. Right. And when, when he came back, there was just no reason. Carl Nassim was playing well. There was no reason to to put Vinny Curry out there over Carl Nassib. So obviously Carl Nassib is the cheaper option, so I think they're gonna stick with Nassib and Pierre Paul is their ends no matter if they're in a three four four three. Um and yeah that's that. So now the Bucks have saved eight million dollars. 
uh, this is the the first move of of the roster purge. Um, yeah, man. And the time is here. <laughs> I well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna do the last segment. We're gonna do is a little a little stay or go. Oh, and yeah. uh, we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about who I who I think uh, is gonna be gonna be heading out. So now, uh, you brought up the cap space. Buck saved around eight mil with this move. They're sitting right around twenty million right now. Uh, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, I think so. I've heard con- conflicting things about that. Um, I, I think, yeah, just, just like I said, um, I, I, I think they are. Um, okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, it's um, all good. But we'll see. Um, like, like I said, they, they could be. Uh, I've seen some things are sitting at, like, 15 now, whatever. There's there's conflicting things. So, um, last I checked, they had $12 million available. And then they got that move, but who knows? Well, we won't know until Frenzy probably opens up, and there's right. a definite. Right, and and pretty much to kind of wrap things up, like you said, with the uh, the unfortunate case of Vinny Curry, he really is a good player. He's not, he's not bad. He's not a next level talent. Like I said, he was okay with Philly. Bucks saw that, and they wanted to take advantage of it. Uh, unfortunately, in this situation, he just he just got outshined. Kind of lost his chance. Um, and that was that. At the end of the year, couldn't produce, and Bucks got to do what they can to win now. And two and a half sacks and sixteen total tackles on the year, or sixteen solo tackles on the year, just isn't going to help us win now. So, Buccaneers are pretty comfortable in cap space. There's some more guys that they can trim to make a little bit more money towards that cap space. And uh, I wanted to toss it over to you for this one. So we have got this is take two. I want to say we did this a couple of weeks ago, but we're going to talk about who's staying and who's going. The the main event of the show. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> – we're going to take this and run with it. Uh, we got some more free agency stuff we were going to talk about, but uh, let, let's really jump into this thing, man. Let's answer some questions. And there's two players that when you mention them before you say if they're getting cut or they're staying – I've got something I want to say about him. But once you hit those players, I'll I'll, I'll let you know because I'll just interrupt you and and be a little kind of a dick about it. But all right, it's all good. Well, well, do you want <laughs> do you want a list? Do you want to list me to list them? Uh, if you want to, um, we can just go one by one. You can kind of give your opinion. I'll give my opinion, and then uh, we'll move on to the next one. All right. Well, uh, obviously the the couple. Donovan Smith, which is not as obvious as, huh. as we've been saying. Um, That's one of my guys. <laughs> all right, well, as, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So from what I've been hearing, and I mean, I feel like we've learned this recently, I'm under the impression that the Bucks are pretty much kind of said that they're going to hang on to Donovan Smith, whether it's on a franchise tag or a long-term deal. I can almost bet on him coming back next year. Is that is that assumption correct? Yes. He's, okay. he's back. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't know. You don't know whether it's a twelve million a year for four years or fourteen million for one year. But he's back. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm going to come out here and say this. I think if we're talking about a twelve million for four year deal, would, we could be in trouble. I, don't I think know. it's a mistake. I, you know, I, it all depends. You know, with this new coaching staff, and uh, I, I'm not going to try to throw too many shots, but. George Warhoff was, was not a very good O line coach. So, right, right. Um, I think a lot of these guys, 
um, Ali Marpet being the, the exception. I don't know how Ali Marpet developed because George Warhop has been here for Ali Marpet's whole career. Cutter kept George Warhop from the Lovey staff. Um, so there was no change there. And I, I'm going to be curious to see how Donovan performs next year under under a new coaching staff. But I would say the franchise tag is most likely. But, yeah, Donovan Smith's back. Now, one of the things, too, regarding Donovan Smith and, and kind of, you know, Warhop, as you said, wasn't the greatest coach. And I, I'm, uh, I imagine with a change of coaching staff, you bring in new personnel, stuff like this is going to change. But if you guys don't already know, I work in radio. And with radio... Um, we're very prominent in a lot of social things that happen around Tampa Bay. Um, we have a lot of events at clubs, bars, things like that. I've got a buddy of mine who works for another radio station. Him and I were talking just the other day about Donovan Smith. And he's like, listen, man. He's like, we go around to a lot of nightclubs. We go to a lot of different concerts. We go to a lot of different things. He said, there isn't a Bucks player that I see more than Donovan Smith. And he's like, I swear to God, sometimes I want to walk up to him and be like, don't you have a game tomorrow? I, that rubbed me the wrong way. Because, I mean, this is a guy that I've talked to. This is a guy that, you know, I, I know who he is. I, I don't not believe him when he says that he sees Donovan Smith out at a bar partying till 1 in the morning the night before a game. I'm not saying he does that every game. I'm not saying this is a, a continuing issue. It's not like we ever hear about him being late to practice or, or not showing up to games. He does his part. But it just worries me because you don't see guys like Ali Marpet going out the night before a game. You don't hear about guys like Ryan Jensen. I ran into Ryan Jensen at American Social on like a Saturday at 3 in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, I, I don't know. Rub me the wrong way. Think that I mean, make a mistake. <laughs> that, that's that's news to me. Yeah. Um, if 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 true, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I, I doubt your 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 friend. I'm just saying I have a tough time believing that the night before a game, and in right. the day in, in this day and age of social media. Well, I imagine uh, I imagine he could have been paraphrasing as well, or I'm know, I'm, I'm being... sure guys go out, right? Guys Correct. go out all the time. Correct. Um, they have lives. Right, I think it's people? just the habit of um, seeing the same guy out so often. Yeah, I, I yeah I understand, and that's why I think the franchise tag is good um, because I guarantee you, if there's an issue, uh, it ain't gonna happen under Bruce Arians. Um, John Donovan Smith will be benched uh, if if. Bruce Arians finds the issue with something. He will be benched. He will not play, and he won't be back. He won't be back in Tampa in 2020, unless, I mean, if he's a just an all-star caliber player, then that means that Bruce Arians got to him, you know, right? Uh, and something changed. But yeah, I do think Donovan Smith's back. Honestly, you know, you talk about you're worried about it, but I seem you seem to be worried about a long-term deal more. This franchise tag is the best thing the Bucks can do with the tackle situation. Free agency class is pretty weak. Draft class, you're never guaranteed anything, really. So, yeah, this is the best the Bucks can do. Yeah, Donovan Smith isn't the worst, people. Like, like, really like, and, and like me... a lot, of, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people think he's the worst tackle. Go look at the Texans' offensive line. Oh, right. Man. Take take a look. 
take a look at their offensive line, and you better, oh, man, you better count your lucky stars because their offensive line is brutal. The Vikings. The you Giants. Know the reason, you know the reason the Vikings did not make the postseason? They have a stacked roster. Stacked roster. Their offensive line is garbage. They also had Kirk Cousins. They would kill. They would, yeah, okay, but they, he can't do another <laughs> one. He has two seconds. No, I They no, would I'm kill just... to have it. The Minnesota Vikings or Houston Texans would kill to have a guy like Donovan Smith. Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't like Donovan Smith. I just, when he's good, he's good. I've said it before on the show. When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's bad. But I have come to make my own assumption, and maybe you can see it too, but he just seems like he's a little bit of a goofball. (laughs) Like, Like, Jameis is a goofball. But it just seems like he's the type of guy who would play around when he isn't supposed to be playing around. And I don't know any mm-hmm. of this. This is a 100% assumption. But this is just kind of a preconceived notion in my head that I've made up from everything that I've heard. Everything that I've seen about this guy. All the Instagram lives that I've watched. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Maybe I sound ridiculous right now. But I don't know, man. Just the way I'm thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Well, got a lot of time to think in the off season. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so we we're, we're doing uh we're doing who's staying, who's going. We just talked about Donovan Smith. We did find out that uh he's pretty much going to be coming back. Not sure of the capacity yet, but he will be back with the Bucks next year. Evan, I'll toss it back over to you, man. Yeah. Well, Kevin Minter. Uh, before I get into the really big fish, I wanted to get into the obvious one and then the smaller fish. Kevin Minter, I think, will be back. Uh, he knows Bruce Arians, uh, Todd Bowles' system, I should say, um, has experience with him, and uh, he played decent, you know. Uh, so I think he'll be back. I don't know if Darius Taylor is going to be back. Uh, don't oh, really know man. if there's a spot. Maybe if the special teams, maybe uh, Cameron Lynch, same thing. Um, JV and Elliott, I think he'll be back for at least a training camp uh, to to get some competition. Um, Brent Grimes, I believe, will, will end up retiring. Um, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't think he'll be back. I think the Bucks are going to be looking for a quarterback, uh, either a backup quarterback, guys. Don't don't get your hopes up. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think they're going to be – I think they're going to end up drafting one, honestly, um, especially if they get more picks in the first – in the in, in you know, from a trade down in the first round. Um, I think they're going to end up drafting one. Um, unless a surprise veteran gets cut, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Ryan Griffin, I don't think Ryan Griffin's going to be back. And, you know, it's it's a new staff. Um, Dirk Cutter's going to Atlanta. I think Ryan Griffin is going to follow Dirk Cutter to Atlanta. Cutter's been developing Griffin for the past three, four years. I think he wants to stick with him. Uh, Matt Schaub is a free agent this year for the Falcons. He's their backup. I think Ryan Griffin will fit in well with them. Um, now we'll get on to the, sort of the bigger ones. Caro Santos, I already said what I would do. If the Bucks sign Matt Bryant, I don't see them bringing back Santos. I I would. I'd bring both of them in, but I think it would be Matt Bryant. Um, right. So I'm going to say pro. I mean, I okay. I, I'm going to say go because I think the Bucks are going to sign Matt Bryant. So I, I'm going to say go. Um, <laughs> and so now we come to the big two, and y'all know uh, which two. I um, I'm anxious about this one, man, because yeah. one of them. Oh, one of them I really don't want to lose. <laughs> yeah, I think I know which yeah. one. Um, well, 
you know, I, I my gut tells me that there's a chance they can lose both. Yeah. But that's what freaks me out. <laughs> but my, my gut also tells me there's a chance. There's no chance they can keep both. Um, and, mm, it's going to be one or the other. And, let me, let me, and if you guys, if you don't know, let me throw out my prediction. The names we're talking about are wide receiver Adam Humphreys and linebacker Quan Alexander, both of whom are free agents and big parts of the team, really. So, Adam Humphreys was the other guy in my list. Um, okay. You know, at this point, I don't want to say that I'm more concerned with losing Adam Humphreys over I am Quan Alexander because that's not the case. But our buddies with Pewter Report posted something today that really got my attention. I'm sure you saw it as well. Um, but it's got to do with Adam Humphreys. You look back at what he did last year. He just played the best season of his career. At the best time. And he is 25 years old. The thought is that he's basically moved himself up into a uh, a higher level of pay. Um, right around last year, he had asked for around $8 million from the Bucks. Uh, from what I'd heard. They kind of shelved that um, and... Here we are a year later. You kind of have to address it with free agency coming up. Eight million is a lot for the Bucks, especially for a slot receiver like Adam Humphreys. He has done everything this team has asked him to do. He is a fantastic player, but let's get realistic here. Eight mils kind of rich for the Bucks, as you had said. I, I took your words on that one. Um, there aren't a lot of standout receivers coming up in the draft. There aren't many standout receivers in free agency either. That's a big factor. They're all right around 30 years old or older. Adam Humphreys is 25 years old. And he is just a bulletproof team player. He wants to be in Tampa. But I can't imagine that he takes a pay cut to stay in Tampa. And when you talk about guys like Quan Alexander, who they're still trying to figure out his deal, Last I understood. It just, it's not going to happen. I, I think, as you had said, the situation, don't think the Bucks can keep them both. Uh, I, I think Quan finds a way to, finds a way to stay, and Adam Humphreys is hitting the old dusty trail. Probably winning the Super Bowl with the Patriots next year. <laughs> as everybody assumes, uh, well, guess what? If, if Adam Humphreys' number is truly at eight or eight plus, the Patriots aren't going to pay him. Um, really? You don't think yeah, he'll get no. paid by another team? Oh, he will. It just won't be the Patriots. Okay. Yeah, he, he will. It just won't. The Patriots aren't going to pay a receiver eight million dollars. They're paying Julian Elman five, and he's their best receiver. Right. Especially um, a slot guy. Yeah. Um, so, also, I don't really know. I don't know. Adam Humphreys must think he's a number two wide receiver because Julian Elman is a number three wide receiver, and he's making five million dollars. Don't know what Adam Humphreys thinks he is to give. You know. Ash for eight. Um, anyways, yeah, it's it's a slot receiver. And while you'd love to have Humphreys, and he would take a pay cut, not that big of a pay cut. Um, right. you're, he's talking a pay cut like 400K, 500K, not $2 million. Um, it's believed that I think the Bucks are sitting around $6 million. Um, I don't think they'll go much higher, maybe six five, um, But that's probably the, the most they'll go. Uh, yeah, it's not Let looking me- good. Go ahead. Let me ask you something. If the Buccaneers do decide to release Deshaun Jackson, you think they hang on Adam Humphreys? No, it it doesn't matter. If I I I think Humphreys is gone. Um, 
I don't think Adam Humphries is going to stay. I think he's going to get paid uh, $8 million a year by somebody, like the Jets maybe, somebody who has a lot of cap needs a receiver. Uh, the Jets, the Bills maybe, um, one of those teams he, he's going to get paid by. Um, and it's, next it's, Adam Thielen. It's a shame. It, it is a shame uh, because, like I say, he's, he's a hell of a football player and um, good guy, awesome guy, team player. Uh, friends with a lot of the guys in the Bucks locker and well liked, but it's a business. And right now, the Bucks are in the you know this is the first off season where the Bucks have to make some really hard decisions. Normally, it was okay. So Mike Evans last year, Mike Evans needs a contract extension. Okay, let's give him a contract extension. Boom. We we we, we still have fifty million dollars. Oh, Cameron Bray needs one. Okay, let, let, let's do it. Oh, Brent Grimes wants to come back. Okay, let's do it. They can't do that this year, right? They don't have that kind of money. So, yeah, they're going to release Deshaun Jackson. They just released a good football player, Vinnie Curry. They might release Gerald McCoy. He's been the captain for forever. They need money, and they're not going to pay a slot receiver $8 million. I'm sorry. They love Chris Godwin, as they should. They're not going to put Chris Godwin in the slot, and I'm hoping he's on the outside. Because oh, no. they know that Chris Godwin is the actual future at number two and not Adam Humphreys. So, yeah, Humphreys is going to go. Chris Godwin's, what, a full foot taller, too? <laughs> um, a big body guy yeah it does suck you know to lose Adam Humphreys would hurt but maybe you know if it's truly eight million dollars the Bucks are going to get a compensation pick or a compository pick something or whatever that is I, my apologies if I got that wrong uh for him in the 2020 draft it'll either be a, a third or a fourth something like that um so they'll get an extra pick but uh Quan Alexander and yeah his number is reportedly at like what like 10 like 10 to 12. Mm, yeah. um, I Talk them down to 7 or 8, maybe. I think they end up agreeing on a long-term contract for $9 million. Long-term? They, how long-term? Four. Okay. Yeah, I, I think four. Um, the, 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 the Bucks were debating on, on whether to give him a one-year prove-it or a... Um, or a long-term deal. In an ideal world, I, I would say give him a one-year, $8 million prove-it deal. But I just don't think Quan would, would accept that, I think, because he could get better offers out there. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, nine years, long-term, I think that could work. Uh, so I, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, so... I, if, if if offered, you know, there is a chance right. they could both they could both leave, but there's no chance they both stay. Humphreys walks, Quan stays. So, let me ask you this: you know, Quan Alexander is a player coming off of an ACL injury. He's going to bring in more money than a slot receiver who's healthy and just had his best season ever. And I mean, I understand that Quan plays a much bigger role in the defense. Um, I don't want to say that he's done more for this team, but in a short amount of time, he's proven that he's he's a talented player. He's a guy worth paying. But I can't imagine that if Quan looks elsewhere, he's really going to get that much bigger of an offer. Where would he go? Who's going to offer him that much money? Who's going to offer him 10? Yeah. Somebody. Somebody <laughs> with cap space. The Colts. The Jets. Somebody with cap space is going to offer the dude $10 million. It's going to happen. It, it is. It, it's going to happen. I don't know, man. If, uh, it's, it just is. 
Somebody that with the I way mean, the I, NFL's I, the way the NFL's being played now, you can't have slow linebackers. Right. Quan Alexander is fast. I take now, your word completely, but with with the ACL, maybe slow down a bit. It's a concern, but right. teams are injured. I have to check in with his rehab. Uh, but I, I can't see him. I yeah, I can't see a world where they both come back. I can't so, see a world where Quan Alexander goes to the Colts and then he dyes his hair blue. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think I'm not, I'm not really confident in this. Honestly, I, I don't take my word for it, Bucks fan. Quan stays, Humphreys leaves. There you go. Damn. Uh, there it also, is. Also, John Brown is a name to watch in free agency. Um, he played for Arians in Arizona. Cheaper option than Humphreys would be a speedster, number three wide receiver. J.J. Nelson's also a guy played for Arians. is a speedster. Maybe a third uh, would be cheaper, probably the cheapest option. Um, probably be a, a third wide receiver slash fourth wide receiver guy. Um, if, if they would sign J.J. Nelson, to me, that shows that they have a lot of faith in Justin Watson and Bobo Wilson. If they sign a guy like J.J. Nelson. Um, because then maybe they feel like if Nelson's struggling, they can put Watson or Wilson in the third role um, and do that. But, uh, yeah, so if, if they, they're going to add, if they let Humphreys walk, they're going to cut Deshaun Jackson. I know a lot of people say, well, oh, does that mean Deshaun Jackson's going to stay? No, Deshaun Jackson is not going to stay. The only reason he has not been cut yet is because the Bucks are trying to find a trade partner. They're, they're, they're trying to do that, and I don't think they're going to be successful. But, um so, yeah, so, so they're both gone. The Bucks are going to add a receiver, whether it's through free agency or the draft, right? And I know, I know we said it's a weak free agent class, but not, not weak for a, a third wide receiver if you're looking for one. Right. We're, we're, we're talking number two, number one wide receiver. You know, guys who are going to get number two wide receiver money, which is like eight to ten million, and number one wide receiver money, which is like 12 to, to 15 million. Right, um, there's not a lot of those guys out there. There's a lot of good third receiving options out there. So I think <laughs> the Bucks are. It, there, it, the world's not going to end if Adam Humphreys walks. There's one guy I know out there who's going to garner that much money at the receiver position. Uh, can you give me a hint? Because I'd like to guess this. Uh, blonde mustache. Blonde mustache. Doesn't ring any bells. Uh, <laughs> blonde mustache. I know that doesn't really help. The blonde mustache was recent. Oh, uh, Wi-Fi oh. connection. Wi-Fi. Does oh. that ring any bells? Is Antonio Brown? Yeah, we we talked about him already. Okay, I'm, not, I'm just saying he's not a free agent. <laughs> he's not gonna. He's gonna be traded. He's not gonna be released. Oh, oh, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, that makes sense. Never mind. Let me. Uh, That's why he threw me off there. Let, yeah, let me backpedal. Um, <laughs> so speaking of free agency. There are some guys who are going to garner some attention from the Bucks. I imagine. I mean, these are guys that, you know, I think would be a good fit. Um, I don't think we've talked about them here on the show. I imagine you've brought them up once or twice before. But one of those guys is um, running back from Atlanta, third-round pick, 2015 draft. That's Tevin Coleman. I like a guy like Tevin Coleman here in Tampa. I think he's got a lot of room to grow as a player. I think he's talented. I mean, Peyton Barber's great. Peyton Barber is awesome. I've sat here on the show 
and said that Peyton Barber has evolved into a next-level running back. Obviously not next-level, like, you know, your James Connors or your uh, your Todd Gurley's or Ezekiel Elliott's or anything like that, but he is proven to be a consistent factor in the Bucks' backfield. He really stepped it up last season. But did that win us any games, Evan? Uh, based on, wait, so 2017... They went five and eleven. They cut Doug Martin, kept Peyton Barber, added Ronald Jones, and went five and eleven. So right, Peyton Barber's awesome, but if he can't get it done, and you've got a second round draft pick and Ronald Jones who barely saw the football field last year, Bruce Arians has already said that he's going to see an increased capacity next year. I don't know, man. For whatever reason, you want to move on from Peyton Barber. I think Tevin Coleman's the guy, and. I've just got a sneaking suspicion that Peyton Barber might not be here week one next year. Oh, he, he will be. Uh, just because he, he's a he's a restricted free agent, and the Bucks can bring him back for almost nothing. Um, it was almost like the same thing with Adam Humphreys last year. It's got to be like a one-year, $2 million deal. Um, Maybe just so, in the role that he's in now. Yeah, he, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think <laughs> Peyton Barber's going to be in the role he is now. Uh, Tevin Coleman is my guy. Uh, he'd be my target in free agency at running back. Uh, second would be Mark Ingram. Uh, but, yeah, Tevin Coleman, I think it's a good fit. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He's got speed. He's got enough power. And a lot of people will say, well, he was never a lead back in, in Atlanta. Well, that's because Devontae Freeman's pretty good. So, right. um, you know, you're not going to get as many opportunities. And then I, I looked up the numbers for Barber and Coleman, and I was like, you know, everybody raves about Peyton Barber. And I tweeted, I said, I swear some Bucks fans would die for Peyton Barber, and it's true. Some Bucks fans will go to their graves for Peyton Barber. I, I don't really understand why. He's it's been decent, that way since he, even he, two years he's ago. A, he's a decent back, but he's nothing special. Um, yeah, d- d- these people are acting like the Bucks' run game was fantastic last year. Right. Um and and that's not the case, right? The Bucks were one of the worst running teams in the NFL. And I compared the stats for Coleman and Barber. Coleman had more yards, had yeah, had more yards with less carries. Coleman had one less receive, one less touchdown, with with less carries. He had more receiving yards. Coleman had thirty two. I mean, not receiving yards. Thirty two. I mean, receptions. Thirty two receptions. Peyton Bar in twenty eighteen. Peyton Barber in his career has had 41. Um, yeah, it, he brings a dimension that Peyton Barber doesn't. And I and I got met with, uh, I got met with, uh, well, uh, the Falcons' offensive line is better than the Bucks' offensive line. That's true. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, right? I'm just saying, with more touches, I feel like Tevin Coleman can be better for this team than Peyton Barber can. That's all I'm gonna say. And Coleman should should accept a deal in the five to six million dollar range. Okay. I would give him, I would probably I'd be comfortable giving like six. Now let me let me toss another name at you. You had brought up Mark Ingram, Tevin Coleman of course being kind of the lead dog uh in that hopes to bring in another running back. By the way, guys, Le'Veon Bell's not coming to Tampa. Stop oh, hell it. no. Um, um I, 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 <laughs> I the Bucks if if Le'Veon Bell had a, a reasonable asking price, the Bucks would be interested because he's a perfect fit in the offense. Absolutely perfect. He's an elite pass catcher, elite runner, but yeah, he he the Bucks aren't going to pay him fifteen million dollars. Right. So, let's say none of those guys work out. Jets just released a running back, Isaiah Crowell. 
You have an opinion? I don't, bro. And now I I'd pass. Um, yeah. I know there's there's some people that like him. I'm not one of those people. Um, not even with the Todd Bowles connection. I know that really doesn't. Yeah, like uh, I said, I, to anything, the, the but... name the name I've been bringing up is Bilal Powell, right? Uh, Todd Bowles' connection was in that that same running back group. Uh, that's the name that I've been bringing up to a lot of people. And if you sign Isaiah Crowell, it tells me that you you like Peyton Barber enough. And you're going to go running back by committee. Right. You're going to go, which I, I'm fine with, right? It's just Crowell wouldn't be my choice to do that with. Um, I, I'm fine with that. If if you don't get Tevin Coleman, Mark Ingram, I would honestly prefer probably drafting a running back in like the third round, fourth round, um, rather than and giving Peyton Barber some snaps, giving Ronald Jones more snaps, giving... Uh, the the draft pick snaps. I would prefer that over over signing a guy like Crowell. Uh, but yeah, if you do sign a guy like Crowell, it's going to be almost like pretty even the the snaps that these guys get. So right, um, Crowell does bring a, a bit of more pass catching to to the system. Um, he'd be a decent fit. It's just he. I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of his game. That's all. I got you. I got you. Understandable. So what? So what are your thoughts on him though? I you know you're the one who brought him up and. You know, I think I think he's an okay fallback option. Like I said, if a guy like Tevin Coleman or even Mark Ingram doesn't end up working out, Bucks can't find that guy that they really want to bring in. And if that he's they an option, will they will add a running back, people. They're yeah. going to. Whether it's draft free agency, no matter who it is, whether he sucks or is or he's fantastic, they're gonna add a running back. And if they can't seem to find a running back and it all comes on Isaiah Crowell, like I said, he's an okay fallback option. Um but compared to Tevin Coleman, he just doesn't seem like a guy who can really take the next step from where he's at. I look at Tevin Coleman and I see a running back that still has a little bit of room to grow. Of course, only twenty five only... years old, I believe. Twenty six right. years old. This Isaiah is a guy Crow. who Isaiah Crow is like twenty eight. I mean, he's not ancient, yeah. but <laughs> he's not ancient, but he's been around for a while, and you've never really heard his name called more than once or twice a year, and. That's only if you're living up in the New York area and you root for the Jets. But, I mean, he's an okay fallback option. I just I wanted to know your take, to be honest. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah, like I said, there's I just, I'm just not the biggest Crowell guy. Um, he, he was in Cleveland those years. He was decent in Cleveland. Um, maybe last year I think he would have been a, a decent option for the Bucks. honestly. For what, for what he signed, it was a pretty inexpensive contract. Um, but at, at this point, seeing how Peyton Barber did play, I wouldn't take him over Peyton Barber. No, I, I feel you a hundred percent on that. Like last year at this time, Isaiah Crow, I'm like, yeah, sure. Sign me up. All right. It's, it's, give him a one, two year deal. See what happens. See if you can find a gem. Um, but now with, with Peyton Barber playing how he did and now nah, I'm all right. I got you. So ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the show. Uh, we really found a way to fit a lot into this episode. It, it is the offseason, so as we've said plenty of times before, it's the most boring time of the year. But mm -hmm. if you're listening and uh, you're watching AAF football, we're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> and before we go, uh, before we wrap things up, I did want to plug something. Um, Evan, I don't know if you knew this, but 
We interviewed Keith Tandy. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, I, I, I wasn't here for that. Yeah. Was I? Oh, you, you were. You definitely were. Uh, did that? That didn't happen. So, so guys. Stop, stop making up stuff. <laughs> Just because you want it to happen doesn't mean it will. If you guys haven't listened to it already, we did interview former Bucks defensive back and safety Keith Tandy last week on the show. Uh, that episode can be listened to anywhere we are, podbean.com, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. Make sure you go check it out. It's a, it's a pretty good yeah. interview. It's not, yeah. it's not a cut-and-dry interview. Um, we've got, we've got some pretty interesting insight from, uh, the Tandy man mm-hmm. himself. I mean, it, do you guys want to out... know, do you guys want to know who the best ping pong players in the Bucks locker room are? Do oh, you guys, yeah. do you guys want to know what future kicker Matt Bryant has, has had to say, right? Because Key Tandy, he shares a story about a pretty funny story about Matt Bryant. Oh yeah. It's kind of ironic that come to think of it. I forgot that he told <laughs> us that, but yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in Atlanta. Um, talking about the, the first the NFL opening jitters or whatever, right? Yeah, it's all in that interview. So yeah. be sure to check it out. Like I said, like you said, iTunes, YouTube, you guys know the drill. Exactly. So thanks again to Mr. Keith Tandy for coming on, and uh, make sure you check that out if you haven't. But ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean.com. You can follow the show on Instagram at Cannon Fire Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Cannon Fire Pod. You can follow my co-host Evan at Bucks Way, formerly Bucks Football, on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Reticus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. Make sure you check out our partners at PewterReport.com for some of the best Bucks coverage in the game. And last but not least, check out our sponsors at CoolTowel.com. I am Rhett. Signing off for Evan, and we'll see you next time. Go box. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.